Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Shane Douglas is the man who ignites the new flame of the sport of professional wrestling. The era of the franchise. The era of the ECW. Connection Podcast Network listeners, welcome back to the Extreme Through a Dance Podcast, the most extreme and violent nagetois of violence you'll ever experience. How was that, Matt? Uh, <laughs> very good. Uh, I, I am. Uh, I, I am. I am ready uh, to take a, a journey uh, into the mind of a maniac. Uh, you know, do, doomed to who was doomed to be a killer since uh, since he came out of the nutsack. So uh, I, I, I am ready. Way to say okay. that. Yeah, how are you? That was good. <laughs> how are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> I was waiting all night for that. Rockin', rockin' start. <laughs> Here on the Extreme Three-Way Dance, welcome back to another great episode. Episode 61. It's exciting to be here as we continue to trek through the history of Extreme. And as Matt referenced a moment ago, spitting those lyrics like hot fire is natural born killers 1996 we talked about all the hype on our last episode we covered the weeks of tv leading up to this which also of course included the trip to japan and this show as we covered our last episode not like a ton of hype coming in but really felt like they were selling it on the backs of finally seeing eliminators versus gangsters two on two in a cage titles on the line no other bullshit no simone gangster party you know nothing else in the way no stupid bruise brothers like just these two teams who have been going at it and trying to kill each other for weeks and weeks and weeks finally about the throwdown and that really seems to be the focus of this show yeah um so. i don't know like that makes me nervous because i think that the main events of some of these shows are not always mm. the best mm. um so that was my initial thought like are we just gonna get like a typical main event um out of this feud that we've seen build for forever. So, I don't know. I'm a little bit worried about it, but we'll see. Okay. Matt, how'd you feel coming in? Uh, Like I said on the last episode, I was uh, excited about the main event I've been wanting to see since I uh, mm-hmm. joined the podcast. But, I mean, they didn't really uh, mention much of anything about the rest of the card. So, I mean, I don't know. It feels like they didn't put a lot – maybe they didn't put a lot of time uh, – <laughs> 
putting together the rest of the card. And I mean, uh, the show was quite literally named after the main event. So they were hoping right. to, to sell it on just the main event. So uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, if, if the main event doesn't deliver, is there going to be anything else on this show that can help kind of uh, carry it? So we'll see. Well, given the track record, I'm confident that we'll get some good stuff in here. So, all right, we go right to the ring. We open up cold with our old friend Damian Kane, mm. Dangerous Devin Storm, and Lady Alexandra uh, strutting out and riling up the crowd. And Bob Ortiz is doing the intro. And I've had to triple check this, I think, every time this crew has been on, that it's not Lady Alexander. And the, but that's what Ortiz calls her. Mm-hmm. It is Alexandra, mm-hmm. which they yes. put the graphic up. But he always says Lady Alexander, and it throws me all off. I'm like <laughs> thinking I have it wrong every time. Maybe Gertner's right about him. He is an idiot. I'm Um, starting to wonder. (laughs) The match will be Devin Storm, who somehow is alive with David King, the weirdest (laughs) character, taking on uh, Louis Piccoli, who we've uh, come to like after his debut. Uh, Kane's a friggin' maniac, though. Like, Ortiz is doing the intro, and Kane is just ranting around him, yelling (laughs) like a nut. He's a fucking animal. I'll I'll say he's grown on me. Like, I used to hate him. Yes, finally, yes. But only like in a doofus way. Like he's such a clown <laughs> out there. Like, he just feels like he doesn't fit it at all in this world. Like it's even though he looks like he should and acts like he should, he just it just feels like no one probably even like interacts with him ever. Like just shows up and does this <laughs> thing and leaves. He looks that like is he so should be rude. That he is... looks like he should be sitting behind Straw Hat guy. <laughs> like, he yeah, looks, he looks like a fan. It's an odd. Uh... Y'all don't got no respect. <laughs> okay, look, I said him. He's going on me. Okay, mm-hmm. it's more than. You thought you were going to get. That's true. All right. Uh, Louis back. Uh, Joey calls him a big up and comer. Taz cuts in from the nest and rants about Rob Van Dam joining with Sabu for a dream partner tag match. So we haven't heard too much about this, but apparently RVD and Sabu are going to be teaming. Wait, uh, he wants RVD. To ret- yeah. Taz drops that mm. news. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But at some point, it looks like they're going to be teaming up. Um, he wants RVD to return the favor and tell Sabu what Taz's weaknesses, just like he did. To uh, help RVD against Sabu. He says Tommy Dreamer is going to be caught in the crossfire as a victim. And Sabu has no reason to turn him down. So uh, a lot going on here. Out of nowhere as this match happens. So we'll see how this all plays out. Joey talks about Taz's rage as Storm knocks Louie outside and flies into him off the top of the senton. Louie recovers and mashes Storm with a chair in the knee a bunch of times. The crowd is fully behind Spicoli. Joey says Louie's still searching for a style that'll best help him succeed. This is where the big boys bash each other's skulls in. Louie batters the knee and kicks and then hits a hard shinbreaker. Storm kicks out of a spinning toe hold and then drops uh, drives Louie to the railing. Back of the ring, Storm stays in control, gets two off a springboard back elbow, showing some good guts here. Storm goes up top and hits a somersault bulldog for two as Joey talks about the dream tag partner match and says that'll happen on 9-14 in the arena. So that'll be our next show. We'll see the upheaval in ECW. Louis grabs Storm and matches him with a Death Valley driver and picks up the win and big pop for a cool moment. So almost uh, pretty much a squash Storm to get some offense in. Kane grabs the mic after the match, says it was an impressive win, and Lady Alexandra likes what she sees, and he likes it too if she does. Kane has uh, Lady Alexandra show off her goods for Louis and says Louis could join them if he just shakes his hand. Louis shakes it and then smashes him with a Death Valley driver as well. And the crowd loves it. Begs for a second one and he obliges. <laughs> Joey says the Godfather will sleep with the fishes tonight as a star <laughs> is born here in the arena. Uh, I thought this is fun. Louis, you know, is picking up some statement wins. Joey and the fans are all in on the potential that they're seeing in him out of nowhere. 
solid victory overall. The finish was a cool vibe and moment. You could feel the groundswell billing for Spicoli here. And the post-match was good, too, as the Godfather shoots a shot. It just gets uh, shot down hard, Jenny. Dude, um, Spicoli is, um, he's the thing, ain't he? Um, everything he does looks impactful. Like, he can, he's so versatile, I feel like. he He's mm-hmm. so huge, but... I don't know. I feel like he he really moves around well. Every like all that leg work was like really impressive. <laughs> I mean, he was really battering um, Storm's leg a lot. Um, I like the finish a whole lot. Um, I like the I like the crowd liking Louie. I don't mm. know why. I, I, it it's a little bit Mikey vibes. Um, a little bit, yeah. He's mm-hmm. not painted as much of an underdog, but it's yeah. cra- like. I, I knew Spicoli was here and did well. Um, I did not realize how quick he got over and like mm-hmm. built this vibe of like up and coming star. Like I, it was amazing. I didn't think this was. Yeah. And I just didn't think he ever got this hot. Like I thought he was just there. Mm-hmm. Um, only because only I'm skewed. I'm colored by his run in the WF, which is pretty much just a jobber. Um, and then Rad Radford, who is just a jobber. <laughs> so it's like. When he comes here, like all of a sudden he like picks up two wins and the crowd's super into him and he can work because he never showed it. and He didn't get the show in the WF. Um, so all of a sudden seeing him come out here was like completely caught me off guard. Yeah. I mean, I just think he looks strong. He looks good. He doesn't like get gassed for like a big dude. Like he just, oh, yeah. he just is enjoyable to fucking watch. And um, they put together a great match. <laughs> I like me some baby and Kane. So, um, and lady Alexandra or, and uh, that outfit she was wearing was a 10 stars. And mm-hmm. as usual, uh, I went two and a half. No, I went two and three quarters on this mat- match. Nope. Match Lady mat- Alexander. <laughs> None uh, of us can fucking talk. <laughs> he says it like so confidently that it's Alexander. He like really emphasizes it. <laughs> I uh, I also went two and three quarters on this with Jenny, uh, Lady Antebellum or whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> looked uh, looked really great. Uh, I'm all in on Spicoli. He <laughs> every time he's been out there, he's looked fucking incredible, and the crowd is way behind him, like really from the get go. I mean, uh, it just the chair shots to him, uh, to uh, to Storm, and just the leg work was really great. The Death Valley driver on Kane, both of them looked really good, and he's. He's just been awesome. Like I, I was not expecting this when I saw Luis Vicoli's name coming up on this uh, uh, when he debuted a couple months ago. Like uh, I just thought he was another jobber, honestly. Like I, I was not expecting this, and he's been awesome since really since his debut. So uh, yeah, another good outing for him. Uh, hopefully they do more with him than saddling him with uh, Devin Storm. Because uh, let's let's let this be one and done, please. But uh, I, I, I enjoyed this for what it was, two and three quarter for me. Do you think he should have joined with the uh, old godfather there? Uh, no. no. He's already above that. <laughs> not not tempted by the lady at all? No, he can... This, this I mean, look. She's got to go on, but this... this... Yeah, you could probably walk outside in South Philly and find ten more, just like Lady Alexandra walking. Uh, I mean, uh, like there's that. no there's no lie there. <laughs> also, he could probably bank her without having to align with David. That Kane, is, is my guess. True. That is very true. Yeah. I'll just yeah. Let uh, all right. So, well, I mean, no, it's just the truth. Look, I mean, they're pimping her out, so she clearly is into it. So. <laughs> all right. 
He's already above this. He doesn't need to be with, with the Godfather. He's past that point. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, Damien, Damien, uh, Damien, Devin Storm is, is more the fit for Damien. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good fit. <laughs> I just like how he like still keeps his dangerous Devin Storm look with the tights. Like he looks like Marty Jannetty rolling out there. It's like <laughs> teaming with this biker and his like, you know, <laughs> slutted up girlfriend. It's like, it's, it's just so weird. It's such an odd, like you, this is like a prime example of usually someone that would change the look, right? Like storm would start dressing like Kane because he's with right. him or something. It's just weird that he's just, he's just kind of with him, but doing his own thing still. All right, let's get to our next match, uh, which will be little Guido taking on Mikey Whipwreck. But before sorry, we get into what? the match, given who is involved, Time for our Italian lesson of the week. All right, you guys fired up. We had quite the uh, uh, lesson last episode, if you sure recall. Did. Yeah. Getting uh Sheep style, which should have been the next uh, hit after Gag of Style. Back in- <laughs> still time. Yeah, still time. You're right. All right, tonight's word is Afanabla. Boy, that just sounds wrong. <laughs> Do you have to say it like that? Afanabla. Let me hear it. Afanabla. Afanabla. That sounds like that just means. Means go to hell. <laughs> oh well. This is one I heard that? a lot. I bet. A, uh, a and then a second word. F A N A B L A. Phenomenal. I definitely heard this one a ton. Like, like this was my grand. I remember my grandparents saying this one a lot um, when they were pissed off about something or whatever. Phenomenal. Um, and you almost like don't even pronounce the end of it. It's like almost like ah, phenomenal. You know? um, one that definitely sticks out to me, along with uh, Van Fangu. But those are the two I heard. I definitely heard the most growing up for those two. Um, so, yeah. I like that one a lot. Say it again. <laughs> I do like how it just trails off. Just phase off, yeah. What do you mean you don't like a la pecorina? Afana. <laughs> FBI already in the ring. Uh, <laughs> Thank God, Sal is what? with them. Uh, Sally Belomo mm-hmm. is uh, out of that armor and into a suit, which fits his gimmick way better. Like, I, like we're done. The armor was whatever it was at the time, but um, if he's going to be part of this group now, he looks much better in the in the threads. So um, he's definitely mobbing it up. Uh, good stuff. And Big Guido is with us as well. So we get the whole crew tonight. Uh, we got uh, Little Guido. We got Big Guido. We got. Uh, Big Sal, uh, Belomo, and uh, J.T. Smith, as always, of course. The crowd is super into Mikey, as always. He carries his European junior heavyweight title. Mikey slaps Joel Gertner in the head as he walks by, which is funny. (laughs) Joey calls the FBI the Italian version of the Munsters as we get the intro. (laughs) Did you guys watch the Munsters growing up? I used to love that show. I love that show. I still love that show. Do you remember when they colorized it, Matt? Did you watch the like that was like a big deal? It was like the new monsters or whatever, wasn't it? No, it was, like, I, I I mostly watched the original black and white ones. But it was still I feel like it was part of that run. Like it wasn't like a newer version. They oh, just really? like started doing it in color. 
I don't know. I'd have to. It's been so long since I would have watched it, but I'd have to look back. But no, it was a good show. I watched it quite often too. Yeah. Would you take them over the Adams family? Which do you prefer in your oh monster-based family sitcom? I I like the Adams family movies more, but I think I like the Monsters Mm -hmm. TV show better, which may be controversial, but. Would you prefer Jenny? Was the horror aficionado? Well, I've seen um, the Adams Family uh, old TV show on Pluto, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good, but I've not seen the Munsters. That I've, you've never seen the Munsters? I mean, not like that I know of. Like I probably have seen it, seen it, but like I don't know anything about it. So it actually only aired uh, two seasons, Matt. But it was mm-hmm. a lot of episodes. It was thirty-eight yeah. in the first season, and thirty-two episodes in the second season. So, um. I'm trying to see anything about the colorization. I know I've seen like color versions of it. Oh, originally conceived as a color show, the monsters ultimately filmed in black and white to save money. Um, I think the movies were in color because there was a couple. The first movies, presentation was 16 minutes and in color. Used to pitch the series. Yeah, I, mean, I know I saw same it for you like, either way, Matt. Right? That's yeah, no, <laughs> that's a great point. I could have swore I saw like a colorized monsters at some points as a kid, unless I'm completely making it up. Hmm. Uh, Herman Munster, though, of course, is a very famous actor, uh, Fred Gwynn, who would play the judge in My Cousin Vinny. Mm. Wasn't he married to somebody famous, too? Or am I thinking of um, I don't know. I remember I saw his biography a ton when I worked with A&E. <laughs> It was like one of the ones I always showed for some reason. <laughs> I always had a QC it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I know there was a color version. It says the Monster Pilot was filmed in color and aired. After the show was filmed in black and white, its color was expensive. Herman Munster was supposed to be green, but often painted violet for the black and white episodes. I don't know. Anyway, maybe I made it up. Maybe it was an episode where they, they were in color. Yeah. Anyway, I won't sleep tonight now thinking about this. <laughs> We fucked you up. Oh, dear. <laughs> Thanks, Joey. <sighs> JT tells Ortiz that Guido is the new Italian champion, Italian champion, to take mm-hmm. on the European junior heavyweight champion. Guido stalls and dodges Mikey's initial charge. He lands the first shot to pepper some strikes, but misses a charge and slams to the post. Outside, Mikey shoves Guido to the railing, and then they head back in. Mikey heads up and gets distracted by Big Guido, and he ends up leaping into a waiting little Guido who works the arm. Guido bails out to regroup, but Mikey wipes him out and JT with a Pescado. Big Guido and Uncle Sal come over to help, and uh, Big Guido catches Mikey on a leap. Mikey fights free and kicks Big Guido into the fans. Mikey goes up and just leaps into Big I've not said Guido this much uh, since I was talking to Uncle Guido at like a family cookout <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Mikey goes up and just leaps into Big Guido, tries to franken Mikey, but glides over him and smashes into the chairs. He's just completely insane. Back inside, Guido starts to work the arm again, but Mikey fights through, getting two on a sunset flip. Nailing Guido with a sidekick, Mikey misses a top rope splash, and little Guido gets to work. Mikey gets a small package, but JT ties up the ref, and Guido kicks out. Guido goes back on top, choking away and battering the arm. Mikey pushes through again, hits a top rope Franken-Mikey, and a big elbow off the top rope for a win. Uh, it does seem like Mikey banged his knee up, though. He's hobbling a bit after the match. Uh, pretty good hard-fought stuff with that one insane spot with the dive into the chairs. I love the FBI now as a group causing chaos at ringside. It's so much fun. Uh, but Mikey just fought through all of it and survives. I still <clears throat> say it almost every episode that he's on. I would like to see Mikey get some kind of story. <laughs> 
it feels like he's just doing the same stuff over and over, which is always good, but like he just deserves something. Like ever since Cactus Jack left, he's had literally had no storyline. He's just wrestles random people. Um, so I went two and three quarters, Matt. I like this as a match. I just like, I would like to see Mikey do more. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on Mikey for sure. Uh, I, I went two and a half on this. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, perfectly fine, fairly standard stuff. Uh, why was, uh, uh, uncle Sal dressed like a boxing promoter? Can anybody uh, please, please tell like, uh, why is he with the suit with the hat? Like it was a very, uh, strange, uh, look for Sal, but, uh, it worked. Look, it, it's better than the fucking armor that he had. Is it? Um, well, well, that, that made no sense. I feel like the armor at least gave him a character. Like now he's just like, is well, he like, a, to be like a, is he like a, is he a reformed wild man? Is that what we're doing? No, he's like, supposed to be at least trying to dress like he's in the mob. I know. You know what he, he looks, looks like, like though? <clears throat> I'll tell you what he looks like. He looks like in Billy, I mean, um, Happy Gilmore, when the caddy, like they dressed him up in the suit for like one of the big um, <laughs> <Yeah>. tournaments. <laughs> and, he, and he like washes his face in the friggin' water and all that. Like that's what he looks like when they clean yeah. up the bum to be the caddy. And he's all he's got the hair on the ponytail, but he's greasy looking. Yeah, you could definitely tell uh, that suit did not belong to Sal. But uh, yeah, this uh, this match was uh, fairly standard stuff. Uh, Mikey, the dive that Mikey uh, hit mm-hmm. Big Guido with in the crowd, that mm-hmm. big oaf just standing there and taking it like some, <laughs> like someone <laughs> threw paper at him. Oh, who threw this? Who threw this book at me? No, that was a human, you big bastard. Sell it. He hit you in the head with his ass. What's the matter with you? Just swats him like he's a fly. I... Uh, yeah, that was real rough. Uh, Mikey, it looked like Mikey got like legit hurt from that. So hopefully he's, hopefully he was okay. Um, the Frank and Mikey he hit at the end of the match was a little sloppy, uh, leading to the top rope elbow drop. I thought that was pretty sloppy, but and uh, my other big takeaway from this was uh, uh, little Guido is looking not so little here. He's fucking jacked in this match. Mm-hmm. My, he's like he's sweating steroid fluid. My lord, <laughs> just, just he's but he's like ripped though too. He's not like um, he's like thin. Like he's like really lean and like shredded. He's just yeah, it looks he, amazing. He's like big little Guido, but uh, <laughs> well, and it's uh, working too. But like he, him and JT must just be working out a ton because I think they are. Like, JT yeah. is in way better shape than he was. Like, well, they're two Italians. Years. What GTL man? Mm, that is a great point. But uh, yeah, f- fairly standard match here. Two and a half, Jenny. Um. So I said one star on this what? match. I just for Mikey? I can't, yes I I don't want to see Mikey work this fucking shit like why is he even t- fucking with the FBI I'm sorry they're not Mikey level it's just I don't like it at all he seems completely checked out like it's so sloppy like Mikey's not the most precise wrestler but um he usually does better than this and this is what i said i'm not if this is gonna be the story and the wrestling i don't like that combination i'd rather have the good wrestling and no story if i have to pick because i don't want to see him work these matches with fbi i just don't like can we go to like a louis can we can we like i don't know but and also maybe louis should join the fbi but anyway um i just I just couldn't like I was just angry this entire match because I thought that Mikey like Guido got way too much offense like he shouldn't be fucking with Mikey in that way at all and Big Guido is useless as a wrestler like it's just like (laughs) 
He just like barely even fell over the side of the railing after Mikey's like breaking <laughs> his body for him. And I'm like, okay, fuck you. Um, so I just got very angry about all this and um Mikey got hurt. So not worth it. It was not fucking worth it. That that's where the anger comes from. Is like he didn't want, it's clear he doesn't want to do this. He has an attitude the whole match and then he hurts himself after all that shit. So I just sent I don't want it. No thanks. Do better. Have fun. Um all right. I like the FBI. Devon Dudley's in the ring with Axel Rotten, whose hair is now black and looks completely different. Like I didn't yeah. know who it was. I was like, I, what I, the hell I, is this guy? I had no idea who that was. Mm-hmm. He looks completely different. Completely different. Uh, Devon tells the fans to shut the fuck up. He keeps shitting on them, saying they're inbred, and starts with that long-haired uh, F-word who needs to make up his mind if he wants to be in Atlanta, New York, or here. He tells Hack Guy to get a life and shows up every week, take a fucking bath. And he keeps on ranting on Highway to Hell, then fires up for the rest of the Dudleys to come out. Uh, so, yeah, he really went on the local fans here. Fate No More guy is the guy he says has to make up his mind where to be. Shit's on hat guy. So, all over the place. All right, let's get to our next match. That is the Dudley family, Big Dick and Bubba, taking on Devon and Axel Rotten. Bubba hits the ring charging, takes it right to Devon, smacks him around. Axel steps up to Dick and smashes him with a chair. Things spill outside where Bubba is mauling Devon with a chair and strikes. Dick smashes Axel into the ring. Devon levels uh, Bubba with a chair and gives him the big uh, double bird. They brawl some more. Bubba puts Devon on a table and smashes him through it to a big pop. Bubba then takes Devon into the crowd, hits him with a chair and a cardboard sign. They all end up up on the stage where they continue to wreck each other with chair shots and crutches. Bubba goes up to the nest, scales the speaker, and flies into Devon and Axel to a huge pop, which is a really cool-looking moment. They all head back to the ring as the crowd is rabid, watching them swing chairs at each other. This feud somehow got super hot super fast. Bubba puts Devon on another table, tries to leg drop off the apron, but Devon dodges and he smashes to the ground. Dick beats on Axel in the ring until Axel clips the knee. Then he and Devon double-team Dick. Bubba returns and takes over and slams Axel down to pick up the win. Bubba's all fired up for that victory, and he beats up Devon again after the match. So I like this. I thought it was a pretty good brawl. Uh, the usual insanity with crazy heat. The crowd is super into the Dudleys right now. Bubba's really made himself a star with these crazy bumps. He gets some payback on his asshole brother. Uh, all weapons and a good chaotic vibe and energy, as always, with the Dudleys. This brings us pure chaos to the to the picture so jenny went two and a half on this i I, you know basic brawling but the heat was just off the charts you with us am i talking to myself sorry i'm muted sorry i'm muted Um, it's like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean these aren't my favorite things but i think this is probably more than they've done like it, it was less of the bullshit and more of like the brawling. So I was into mm-hmm. that. Um, I like Axel's new look. Um, he, I think, I think I spotted him wearing like some, some uh, holy pantyhose or something. Like he was, like, <laughs> I don't know. He, he's, uh, he's doing a whole grunge thing uh, that I'm into. I don't know. I like it for him. Maybe he had a bad breakup or something, and this is his equivalent bangs or something i don't know but i like it works for him um i think i thought the crowd looked sort of thin when they were brawling around over by Mm. the nest because Mm. i I feel like usually you can't see that like i can't usually see the back of the bleachers or like the space in between or maybe some of that is new i don't know i I feel like it looked weird um 
Or maybe they had set it up just so Bubba Way could do this amazing fucking bump. Right, they might have cleared out some space maybe for him to yeah, get in there. Yeah, I, I was thinking that as well, but um, that was sick, I will say. Um, and he landed flat and hard on those guys. It was, and the crowd went nuts for that. So, yeah, there are some good moments in this, I feel like, like that are more like the hardcore stuff that I like and not the sort of comedy bullshit stuff and the typical chair denting that they've done for us before. Um, and, a, and a huge pop for, um, for the win. So two stars for me, Matt. Yeah. Uh, I'm at two and a half on this as well. Uh, definitely one of the better, uh, Dudley things we have seen, uh, to this point. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Does anybody else find it kind of weird that Axel's kind of been shoved in this feud? Like, I don't know. It, it, is it like because they have nothing else to do with him right now? I don't know. It just kind of feels kind of feels weird to me that they've just kind of shoved him into this feud. Uh, he's always much I feel like over. he's always been like loosely associated with them a little mm-hmm. bit. Like wasn't he kind of helping Bubba for a while and then turn on him? So yeah, I think I think they just figured he's got nothing else to do and he kind of fits mm-hmm. the profile of an angry madman with a chair. <laughs> Uh, uh, Bubba at one point hit a uh, running splash to Devon through a table on the floor. I thought that was really good. Uh, and then we get Lucha Bubba for the second month mm. in a row. Yeah. He does the damn plancha, and now he's jumping off the damn crow's nest. <laughs> the hell got into him? Like, uh, a man should not move like that, but it was great. Like, yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, the crowd really on fire for that part. Uh, yeah, uh, pretty fun match. The crowd uh, got really hot after the Bubba dive and probably the best Dudley's match I have seen to this point. So I'll go two and a half. All right. Well, this feud is definitely uh, rolling on. Uh, it's kind of came out of nowhere, I guess, a little bit, but... I, I didn't know what to expect as I was picking up, especially when the Dudley's first debuted as part of Raven's stable. Like I was curious where it was all going, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's really like overtaken the lower ish mid card as like the top feud. And <clears throat> they're fully embroiled with each other and just continues to deliver um, even with some of the grotesque chair shots that are mixed in. So, all right, Joel Gertner's in the ring and he's here to announce cat fight 96. He does some <laughs> fun ranting on the fans uh, and it says Missy Hyatt's arm was broken last week and she can't fight. So we will not be having the cat fight. Gertner oh. rips on Missy, but he does it so stoically. It's like his delivery is amazing. <laughs> he's like so professional to He's just like basically calling her a slut and stuff. <laughs> he says Missy's so <laughs> I mean, he's just like out of his mind. Yeah. It's such a good character. Like, again, he's another guy I didn't realize started this soon right. um, with yep. this gimmick, but it's it's so mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> like, Missy Hyatt, if you're into ripping clothes <laughs> off, you can come by room 503 tonight <laughs> and bring change for a 20. It's <laughs> an awesome fucking comment. Uh, Missy smacks Gertner with the cane and Sandman finishes him off. Meanie gets in the ring now and craps on Missy as well, so she crushes him with the cane. In comes Stevie, reminds us of his old sexual harassment suit that he brought against Missy. He says he'll drop the suit if she denounces Sandman, and she accepts. She like, doesn't want the lawsuit. So she starts talking about Sandman's flaccid penis and says if it comes to money or Sandman, she'll choose to scratch. So Sandman then canes her on the back of the head and drops her, and Joey says Sandman will stand alone from now on, which... I, I, I thought this kind of stunk. Like, I was not ready for... I wasn't ready for Sandman and Woman to end, and I was not ready for Sandman mm. and Missy to end. Um, it's It's been a good act. I, I don't know if he needs her, per se, but it's just, like, it's fun having her around in that role. And this is it, I think, pretty much for her. So I don't know 
where she was going. Like, she doesn't go back to WCW or anything. So, I don't know if she just had heat and or just wanted out. Um, but she's, you know, this obviously writes her out here. Uh, mm. It looks like she actually legit broke her elbow in New York. Um, so, let me look real quick. It looks like maybe that was it. Like, she probably had a rehab. Um, and it says she subsequently left ECW. She does some indie stuff around, but that's really it. This is pretty much it for her. It's like a substantial run. Really? Well, mm-hmm. so, you know, woman was around with Sandman a lot, like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. I feel like Missy has definitely been um, sporadic mm-hmm. in showing up in the matches and Right. Um, she, I mean, she's sort of a presence, but honestly, I, I kind of always forget about her. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal for Sandman to lose her hair, and it's good <laughs> for her to get her lawsuit storyline <laughs> settled with uh with Stevie. So at least we got some uh, some closure. Yeah, on that. I don't. I just feel like he. It's fitting for him to have like a either like a dom or a skanky woman with him. <laughs> like, it just like, yeah, yeah. Adds to the picture. like he had I think peaches. the next one will just come along. You know, they just, the skanks always just yeah. come along, you know? He had peaches, then he had woman, then he had Missy. Like he's always kind of had one with him. Right. Um, so it's just weird to see him flying solo now, but uh, whatever. I mean, she's really hurt and leaves anyway. So it was a good run for Missy. It was surprisingly longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It, and yeah, what's I, up with uh, all the girls breaking their arms too? Beulah had a cast. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> it's uh, I completely forgot about the sexual harassment lawsuit storyline. <laughs> so when they brought this up here, I was like, shit, that's a thing yep. that exists. Uh, totally. Right, yeah, that's that. a, quite the callback. Yeah. <laughs> completely forgot about that, but uh. Cat fight more like can't fight ninety six huh uh, oh boy yeah uh just uh, yeah I, I this uh, I don't think it was uh, the best but uh, uh goodbye Missy we we hardly knew ye I guess but but like Jenny said I feel like it's been much more sporadic like I feel mm-hmm. what was it last month where she she magically appeared out of dust at ringside like out of mm-hmm. nowhere like she didn't even come out with Sandman she just appeared right. out of thin air so I mean I feel like she's probably wasn't doing as much as woman was doing for Sandman so but yeah, she, like and she's definitely lesser overall like a lesser part of the package like woman right, right. for most of that was actually like the driving force of the of the yeah because like, he was the champ and all that shit mm-hmm. but like woman was like the main part of the team even when he was champion like right she led him around missy just felt like she was kind of with him outside of the first couple times where right. like they were making out and all that stuff on the coming during the entrance it right. later became like yeah she was just kind of a valet that would be with him mm-hmm. um May Varlins. Varlins ruined her. <laughs> After that whole That's what it was. Yeah. It must Never be. <laughs> so. Um, all right. Let's head back to the ring for our next match, which is Terry Gordy taking on primetime Brian Lee. This is a bad street match. So there's no rules. Uh, Lee comes out to blow off what's been simmering for a while now with him and Bam Bam. Nice pop for Gordy. He comes out to Bad Street USA. Lee catches Gordy coming in. It's a power slam, but Gordy cracks him with a hard clothesline. Gordy hits a suplex. Lee bails out, but Gordy follows. They head down the aisle and toward the bathrooms as they trade some strikes. Gordy whips Lee through a table. They head outside and walk brawl around the building. Lee whips Gordy to the garage door and nails him with a trash can lid. They circle the building and head back inside to the ring where Gordy backdrops Lee on a table. They head back inside the ring and trade some bombs until Gordy avalanches him in the corner twice. 
Gordy gets two on a DDT and stomps away. Lee sets up the primetime slam, but Gordy kicks him low to break it and hooks the Asiatic spike and wins the match. So uh, fine, I guess, but we've already kind of seen multiple matches like this tonight. Uh, so for me, it was tough to get into. Like the Dudley brawl we just saw, Mikey and Guido was kind of felt like this as well. So like we've seen just a lot of this type of match. So I had a hard time digging this. They basically just walked around the building, punching each other until the mm-hmm. finish um, and not the best outing. And these are two guys that have generally delivered. Like Gordy obviously is a great and Lee has been really strong in ECW. Mm-hmm. Like we've all kind of been fans of him. Um, so this was disappointing to me. I was hoping for more, Jenny. I went a star and three quarter. Yeah, I'm like one and a half. I, I would, I would, I think the Brian Lee disappointment is just like mm. hanging out there for me because boy, he's been really fun. And with this, I don't know, like it, it felt like they were real checked out. I mean, I like going outside of the building, which, you know, will always pop me. And I, what I really like about my favorite part of the match was what, as they're brawling around the building, part of the crowd spills out like the front door and like, runs over to the side and so they're like waiting at the corner so they're like mm-hmm. fighting down the street while the crowd's kind of standing there i thought that was neat um you know it just shows you kind of how how into these crowds get and um I, t- for me i would be one of those fools following them outside uh to see the street brawl so um so i mean that's basically it um bam bam gordy um I, i'm not, not real sure about how I feel about him. I, I feel like um, I've seen probably not his best stuff, if I'm being honest. So I'm going to stick with my one and a half, Matt. Yeah, I mean, his best stuff is like the Freebirds right. and then Doc and Gordy and like WCW and Japan and stuff. Yeah, th- I mean, this is not peak Bam Bam. No. No. Uh, yeah, I uh, I, I kind of hated this <laughs> quite a bit, actually. Mm. It's just, uh, it, I didn't think a five-minute match could be this slow-paced. Like, right? they're, ju- they're just uh, walking around the building. And, like, the best move of the match was the first move of the match when Gordy's running the ropes and Lee crushes him with that clothesline. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that was the best move of the entire match. And then they brawl around the ring for four minutes, and then the match ends <laughs> a minute later. And... Uh, I don't know. I think Brian Lee uh, should have won here also. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would have had him win rather than Gordy. Gordy winning really didn't make uh, that much well, s- sense to me. But. I, well, I think they, they pay it off, right? I mean, there's going to be something coming where right. like it's like a bigger strike than the win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't mind the pin. I mean, get, giving Gordy the pop. And it seems like he's actually going to stick around a bit. So, um, But I'm with you in that the match was super disappointing. Yeah, uh, just uh, five minutes of uh, really nothing. And like you said, we've already seen this uh, before, like very similar to the last match we've seen. So, uh, yeah, I only want to star on this. Uh, really not great. All right. Well, let's see if this next match is any better as it's Rob Van Dam taking on Doug Furness. Doug Furness has arrived from all Japan for the showdown with the red hot RVD styles. Of course, talks about Doug's team with Dan Crawford and their success in the Orient. We get a lockup of furnace power lifts RVD and spikes him down, which is a cool looking spot. RVD gets furnace with a hard knee, but furnace comes back with a nice deadlift German furnace kicks away, but RVD comes back with a thrust kick and a cross body for two. Furnace hoists RVD up and blocks a stun gun, so Furnace just throws him to the floor. RVD gets on the apron, but Furnace charges and shoulder blocks him into the fans and a great bump. Furnace follows and uses a chair to get some strikes. They battle up into the stands. Furnace press slams RVD off to the floor. 
And at this point, I was wondering if RVD was even going to survive this match, honestly. Yep. Some of these bumps he was taking. Uh, Furnace pours it on out in the crowd, giving RVD no room to breathe, just mauling him with chairs and strikes. He gets back in the ring and waits for Van Dam to crawl back over. RVD blocks a suplex and takes Furnace onto a table with one of his own. RVD levels Furnace with a guillotine leg drop onto a chair. Back inside, Furnace ducks a spin kick, hits a tight belly-to-belly for two. Furnace gets two on a power slam as the intensity is not leveled off at all since the bell. RVD puts Furnace on the top rope, but he blocks a superplex and drops RVD down with a super gourd buster. Furnace follows off with a flying clothesline, and RVD bails outside to regroup. RVD returns to the chair and crushes Furnace in the head with some shots. Then he hits a high cross body, rolls through with a reversal for two. Furnace fights through and crushes RVD with a tombstone on a chair for a near fall. Furnace batters RVD with a chair, but the ref gets in the way. And RVD spin kicks the chair into Furnace's face to pick up the win. After the match, RVD says he respects Furnace and offers a handshake. But instead, Furnace clotheslines him to give him a little taste of his own medicine <laughs> and throws him into a big body throw to a big pop. RVD ends up getting stretchered out after that, Chuck from furnace uh really fun match all sorts of hard stiff offense the weapon shots counted and mattered they didn't feel gratuitous and we get some big spots coming down the stretch this felt to me like a real fight and was super hard fought uh, i thought it was a great debut for furnace and rvd stays hot showing he can work outside of just sabu so uh matt i went three and three quarters on this i i, I really like this match yeah, I like this a lot too. I'm at three and a half on it. Uh, very different feel to anything else we've seen on this show so far, and the show uh, desperately needed something like this at this point. Just great stuff. Uh, RVD's selling was like fantastic throughout the entire match. Like you said, I was uh, like you concerned that he wasn't going to be able to uh, walk away from this match, and as as you mentioned, uh, he would not, as he would have to be stretched out. But yeah, I mean, just uh, great throws from Furnace, RVD with the the chair shots, uh, the leg drops on the chair were great. Uh, at one point, RVD hit Furnace with two chair shots to the back of his fucking skull. Like, good Christ, what are we doing? I, I knew we didn't know, but, you know, science would tell you that a chair shot to the back mm. of the head is probably not good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, just brutal stuff. Uh, just everything... F- Furnace does it did in this match it looks so great. The power slams, the the suplex, the su- the release German he hit after the match was great stuff. My one knock on this match, if I had had one, is that uh, more crowd brawling again. This is like the, the third match mm-hmm. in a row now where they've gone into the crowd and it's like uh, you know this is a match that probably didn't need that. Like these guys would have had a great match without that. And I mean like I half understand it for you know, some of the other matches on this show, but like, this is the one match on this card outside of like the first two where this really didn't need like a crowd brawling spot. So, I mean, it, it's not a major knock, but it was a knock for me. And I, I still really like this match overall. So three and a half for me, Jenny. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they kept the crowd stuff to a minimum. Um, I felt like it added to the match instead of sort of taken away from it. So, because all the other sh- like wrestling shit that they nailed was gorgeous, like fucking high cross body, the power slam, and Furnace looks fucking cool as shit. He comes out of nowhere. I don't know who this guy is. And he's like a little Spicoli. Um, I don't, <laughs> I'm like, he just, he just fucking beats the shit out of RVD basically. And uh, he looks real good doing it. Um, mm-hmm. he, um, I feel like he, he he feels like he was like kept in a cage in like a like a an insane asylum or something, and then like they let him out to have this match. Like he has all this like weird like 
like caged energy. I don't know. It's a very cool match to watch. Um, all all brutal looking too. Everything <clears throat> looked very impactful and and real. Um, so I'm at three and three quarters as well. Yeah, that was really good. And I mean, Furnace is a legit like power lifter, like super strong guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Crawford were big in Canada and Japan. And uh, we'll see them here, I think, continuing on. All right, Taz and Bill Alfonso head to the ring. Taz tells the fans to shut their fucking mouths. He has bad news for the fans. As every time Tommy Dreamer comes out, he's going through chairs, tables, and busting his ass. And uh, these people won't see shit tonight. No weapons. It's going to be a straightforward match. They'll only see Tommy get out-wrestled. So good, angry stuff, as usual, from Taz, who is here to take on Tommy Dreamer. Tommy and Beulah head out. Beulah still got the cast on. Tommy comes in, he gets chucked right back outside. He gets whipped to the railing and bashed into it a bunch of times. Taz grabs a chair and just smashes Tommy with it as Joey calls him out for immediately <laughs> going back on the board. Not- <laughs> Imagine that. Great stuff. Uh, Tommy takes Taz down in the ring as Joey puts over Taz's big dominant wins over Paul Varlins and 911. Tommy takes Taz down again and grabs the arm and gets some counter work. Taz outworks Tommy or outworks Taz for a bit. Uh, and hits some suplexes and works the arm. Tommy gets a back suplex, but is slow to get up, and Taz stomps on the ribs. Taz grinds down Tommy, hooks a tight STF, but Tommy hangs on until Taz releases. Tommy's T-shirt gets torn. We see his ribs are taped up, so Taz goes right at it immediately, gets a T-bone and taunts Sabu. Then he turns into a bridging bow and arrow. Taz stomps away and throws Tommy to the floor and then out into the fans. Team Taz come over and pull Tommy over the railing and hold him so Taz can beat his ribs with a chair. Tommy steals the chair and smashes Taz in the face with it. Back in the ring, Tommy hits a bulldog onto a chair for two. Taz battles back and puts Tommy up top, but Tommy shoves him off and dives into Team Taz for a big pop. Tommy sets up a table against the ropes and drop kicks it into Team Taz, smashes Fonzie with it as well. Tommy poses, but that allows Taz to catch him from behind with a German. Taz grabs a chair and goes to finish Tommy, but the ref pulls it away, so Taz just crushes him with a head and arm Taz flex instead. Taz sets up the table in the corner as Beulah looks on a concern. Taz hoists Tommy up and chucks him through a table with a belly to belly. Tommy gets a desperation low blow and hits the DDT, but Taz pops up and grabs the Taz mission. But the ref is out, so in comes Beulah. She begs Taz to release the hold. Fonzie comes in and pulls Beulah away and then grabs a chair. But Gordy comes out and makes a save. Out come the Eliminators as well. They take out Gordy with total elimination. In comes primetime Brian Lee. He hooks the Asiatic spike on Gordy, giving him his own move. The Eliminators then hit a uh, total elimination on a second referee, and then also on El Porto Ricadio, who comes out and hits the ring. <laughs> in comes Donnie Allen and Bad Crew. They get total elimination as well. Uh, the one on Bad Crew looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, in comes Bubba Ray Dudley. He fights off the Eliminators until Brian Lee hits him with a choke slam. Sign Guy comes in and gets total elimination. In comes Hack Myers. He brings out the Eliminators with Taz, smashes him with a T-bone, and he gets total elimination. Uh, just an awesome, wild, chaotic scene here to close out the match, which ended up being... Super fun with some great heat. Uh, worked at a manic pace, as usual for Taz, wrestling so angry. Dreamer took a shit kicking. I liked the rib stuff. It was a good story throughout the match. And I thought the fuck finish was fine, too, because the post-match carnage was amazing. Mm-hmm. I get not wanting to beat either of these guys. Uh, Taz, Lee, and the Eliminator standing strong look good. And a great payoff is the Eliminators promise they take out Gordy. And they do. And then Lee gets his revenge as well, getting the Asiatic spike on Gordy and perhaps injuring him now. On that. So just super hot stuff, the whole package. Taz just feels like a big fight spectacle every time he comes out. Uh, Jenny, I went three and three quarters. 
I love um, a pre-match promo by Taz um, where he just lies. He just lies about everything he's going <laughs> to do in the match. What a fucking asshole this guy is. Um, but yeah, all that fucking anger just comes through and everything. Um, just sitting on his knees and doing the Sabu point um, mm-hmm. at one point. Just, just everything. Like, Tommy Dreamer's a pretty big asshole, so it takes a lot to, like, out asshole that guy um but tommy i thought was really good in this too like the dive onto team taz i i didn't see that coming he sort of he sort of pushed taz off like in that in the corner and i thought he was going to go after him but he just kind of pivots and goes right for team taz um but you know tommy's hardcore so that's that's how he wrestles um i like um i like all the like you said the rib stuff was good um good attention to detail and all I thought all the table spots, all the chairs and stuff was very well done. Um, so it just a legit hardcore match. Um, the whole ending, like, cause I, I was like, um, who won? And then I was like, eh, I don't care because it's like just total elimination after total mm-hmm. elimination, like just extremely large dick energy uh, all throughout the, the ending there. Everybody just gets murdered and there's just bodies lying everywhere. Uh, three and three quarter stars, Matt. Yeah, I am at three and a half on this. Uh, really great stuff all around. Uh, sneaky big match here with these two guys. Like, I feel like, you know, two guys who, I mean, Tommy Dreamer really is one of the pillars of ECW and Taz is, uh, on the rise uh, to becoming one of that. So uh, definitely a big match here. I mean, there were parts of this match where it looks like Taz is quite literally trying to twist Tommy Dreamer into a pretzel. He's just wrapping him up with these STFs and these different submissions. And I mean, he just has an intensity that like few guys have ever, had and it's awesome he's just he's fucking incredible uh the finish was uh, uh chaotic with you know 17 people coming out all eating uh some form of total elimination uh lee throwing lpr to the floor with one hand just uh mm. great just showing you know unbelievable strength uh yeah taz uh killing the referee was also great as well uh, yeah, just great stuff. The crowd was absolutely insane for everything that was going on in the in, at the uh, at the finish. Uh, great stuff, great wrestling, great brawling. I mean, I can see there being a knock against the finish, but like if it's executed this well, I mean, how can you really mm-hmm. hate it? And it protects both guys. Like you don't want mm-hmm. either guy to lose. You certainly don't want Taz to lose yet by any stretch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, no contest was uh, probably the right move here. So uh, yeah, I enjoyed this a lot. Three and a half. And it's cool too, is Taz and Tommy haven't ever really crossed paths too mm-hmm. much. And it's like, we just get the smash between them and they'll probably kind of go their own ways. I'm guessing after, but mm-hmm. it's like this weird intersection of two stalwart stars of the promotion just kind of having a random big time match and then you know at the end they're by the end they're all back with their original dance partners so Mm -hmm. all right sandman comes out he says he's got no wife no son no manager and no partner here tonight shane douglas injured his partner last night he put a cripple in the hospital with help from his buddies but he has his life and he's a king of extreme and if raven and douglas want him they should come take his life. Joey says Pitbull 2 last night was jumped in Redding and injured, so Sam may will be solo in what was supposed to be a double dog collar match. And that brings mm. us to our next match, and that is Sandman going solo against Raven and Shane Douglas in the double dog collar. 
Outcome, Raven, Lori Fullington, Tyler Fullington, Blue Meanie, Stevie Richards, Nova, <laughs> Shane Douglas, and Francine. All coming what? Out. All coming out. And then there's a Sandman by himself. He starts the party by smashing Meanie and Nova with the cane while they try and attack. Sandman cracks Shane as well, but he slows up when Raven sits with Tyler in front of him. Lori then hits Sandman from behind with the cane, and Raven DDTs him for two. Raven has a massive walking boot on as he and Shane hook up with dog collars. <laughs> This is like just a huge walking move. Uh, they bust Sandman open with chains. Sandman tries to fight back, but gets clotheslined with a chain to cut it off. Shane grinds into the cut with the chain, and Raven covers her too. Sandman uses the chain to land some strikes, but he can't get any momentum. Shane chokes him, and out comes Pitbull 1 with his halo. The crowd chants Shane sucks dick as he comes out. The double-team brutality carries on with the chain being used as a weapon. They try and hang Sandman over the top rope with it. Things spill to the floor, and Sandman lands a shot, but again gets smothered. Lori canes Sandman as we head back inside. Raven's bleeding now, too, as they spike pile drive Sandman for a two count. Pitbull 2 shows up to a big pop. He's in a neck brace, but he cleans house. The crowd is rabid as Pitbull 2 rips the brace off and keeps pouring it out big suplexes and strikes. Raven stops his momentum. It's a pile driver, but Sandman makes a save. Shane is now sliced open as well as Pitbull 2 beats the shit out of him with the chain. Raven goes low and stops him. Raven calls for Meanie, but he misses the moonsault, as always, as things grind down to a slower pace. We head outside. Blood is flowing everywhere. Raven puts Sandman on a table, but Sandman yanks Raven off the apron. They both crash to the floor. Pitbull 2 and Shane head back in, and Raven and Sandman fall out. Uh, follow as all four are just beaten to pulps. Pitbull 2 smashes Shane for a near fall as we edge along. Sandman and Raven tumble over each other outside and are both barely hanging on. Pitbull 1 rallies the fans as Raven and Shane load up a super bomb on Sandman and crush him with it, but Sandman kicks out. Pitbull 2 then grabs a full Nelson on Shane. He tries to break his neck. He swings him around, but Raven makes a save. Raven loads up the boot, but Pitbull 2 knocks it loose and bashes him with it and covers with a huge win as Shane just leaves the champion to get pinned after Raven had saved him earlier. <laughs> Shane lets him lose. Sandman beats on the flock after the match, but Raven uses Tyler as a shield. The crowd starts to game the kid. Tyler walks up <laughs> to Sandman and grabs a cane from his dad and just beats on him with it until Raven attacks as well. And that is that. So, Matt, I thought this was uh, just more chaos, a wild blood feast through most of this. Uh, a lot of hate and anger flowing through everybody. The crowd was into it, but I thought it felt maybe like five minutes too long. The end was really stumbling. Everyone seemed gassed and really beaten down. Um, so I, I thought they could have tightened this up and probably popped a little bit more. Pitbull 2 is becoming a star, though. Like, he, he looked great here. The crowd is super into him. Uh, again, this was really fun, and it could have been better if they tightened it up. So as is, I went three and a quarter. Three stars for me. Uh, I, I definitely agree with you that uh, it 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 uh, it went a bit too long for what they were trying to do here. It felt like it did overstay its welcome. Uh, I I was getting very nervous at the beginning of this match that Pitbull two just flat out wasn't going to show. Like mm -hmm. he like he got legit hurt, mm -hmm. and uh, oh boy, that would not have been good because I think. Uh, I, I get what they were trying to do with the first portion of the match, but it, it wasn't exactly the most interesting stuff. Uh, thankfully, once Pitbull 2 came out, it picked way, way up and it got really good. But, you know, it still did overstay its welcome. Um, Pitbull 2 is a fucking star right now, no doubt about it. And they're booking him like a star by having him pin Raven. So, um, 
Yeah, it was uh, another uh, brawl, which we've seen uh, quite a bit of on this show. But I, I do think it was a pretty good one. And um, yeah, so uh, three stars for me. I think if it was, uh, you know, like you said, maybe five minutes shorter, it could have been a, a tighter match and maybe a better match. But as is, it was still perfectly fine for what it was. So three stars for me, Jenny. So I like this one quite a bit more than you guys because I went four stars on this match. <laughs> Wow. Um, mm. So, like, with the length, I think that – so you have the dog collar, and there's a lot to do with that dog collar. And Sandman just comes into I, – I love him in this, by the way. Um, he just comes into it just like, nobody's here. Nobody's here to help me. I'm just going to fucking die in the fucking ring, right? So that's basically his attitude. And then he just lets them do it. Like, he doesn't fight too too much during all of the chain stuff which is all like real brutal stuff they're like beating his ass but like i liked they they because i was also very nervous about pitbull one not coming out yet like is nobody gonna come help him like this poor guy but then the more i was thinking about i was like this is like what he has to like go through like this is and i think that if you have the props like the dog collars like i want to see it mm -hmm. like for a while like i want to see everything that you can do with the dog collar and that's that with the chain so they would choke him and then just beat him with it so i was into that and i this is like all of these characters i've i really like them all and they're all sort of converging and they're all top of their shit right now like everybody is just feeling it everybody's going for it nobody's half assing it and I just feel like everybody's clicking. Um, and especially when P Pitbull comes in, um, that was, it was such a save, right? It was just like that relief feeling, which mm -hmm. had been building for me the whole time, you know, like somebody come help him. So the timing for me was good. Um, I didn't mind the length is what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> But then Meanie can just come out and miss a Meanie saw and like just make me laugh. Like <laughs> after all, he never the hits I, know. I don't know if he's ever hit one. I don't think he ever has, but he <laughs> surely fully goes for it every time. Um, uh, Shane Shane is excellent in this. Like everybody's Lori is excellent in this. Like Tyler is. Like it's all just everything is good for me. I was very nervous also for two with his. He was no wait. Yeah. One was standing there with the little head thingy. Gary. Gary was standing there with his injury and everything. I'm like, you probably don't need to be ringside <laughs> right now because that looks very dangerous for you. So um, I just really liked it. I think everybody should watch it. And it's four stars. OK, well, hey, I'm glad it worked for you uh, for sure. I, did, I just thought it the end to me dragged it down because it felt mm -hmm. like they were out of gas completely and it like started dragging by the by the end. But the same part in the story was great, like with him just saying, fuck it. Like, I got nothing left to lose anyway. Mm -hmm. So I'll just die in the ring. And he almost did. Mm -hmm. All right. Main event time <clears throat> as uh, the match made in Masseuse's mind uh, mm -hmm. that he's been waiting for. <laughs> for a month here as the gangsters challenge the eliminators uh, i'm sorry uh, defend against the eliminators their tag team titles uh we're inside a cage all sorts of weapons and a big time war incoming these teams despise each other looking for blood the eliminators stalk out they wait in the ring huge pop for the gangsters they take their time coming out but once they do the eliminators charge and it's mayhem right away on the floor and in the crowd 
They brawl into the aisle. Natural Born Killers are still blaring over the speakers. Saturn scales the cage and flies into all three of them on the floor. It's a oh, wild Jesus. start. Jesus. does not give a shit. Jack and Saturn throw down on the floor as Cronus and Mustafa battle on the ring. All sorts of hard shots. Saturn and Jack slug it out while scaling the cage and both eventually get in. Uh, New Jack flops down after Saturn punches him in the nuts. Saturn hits a clothesline off the top of the cage. Mustafa and Cronus are both busted open, and Jack juices quiet, uh, quickly after. Lots of back-and-forth strikes and slinging each other to the cage. We get some weapons in the mix as well. Jack busts out a form and uh, uh, fork, I should say, and jams it into Saturn. Mustafa smashes Cronus with a cookie sheet. Cronus is gushing blood, just disgusting amount. Saturn is still some crazy energy here, despite these guys that's really destroying each other. Jack gets uh, a keyboard from a fan, but he gets drop kicked on his way down off the cage. Cronus uses the keyboard, but there's just no momentum. It's just literally a series of bloodied weapon shots. A masked man climbs a cage and levels Jack with a guitar. It unmasks and reels it is Shane Douglas. Saturn goes up top and hits a big splash off the cage onto New Jack for two. Saturn goes up again, but this time Jack smashes the trash can on his way down. Shane tosses a chair in as Saturn goes up top, but Jack whips the trash can and he falls off the cage through a table at ringside in a big time bump. Mustafa hoists up Cronus and power slams him, and Jack finishes with a diving chair shot off the top. Again, Saturn and Cronus are gift of the match, but Shane uh, kind of calms things down and puts up the triple threat symbol, and they cool down. So it looks like maybe something is brewing here with Shane and the Eliminators. And this is pretty much what we'd expect yet again. Um, but to, your, to our points from earlier and here, uh, it feels like we've seen so much of this tonight. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was just more of the same weapons brawling we didn't go into the crowd as much here because we're in the uh cage but it just felt very much kind of same old same old just a series of weapons and punches Uh, i did like the blood and hate saturn really showed off as always otherwise it just didn't go next level to elevate things the douglas stuff was confusing too it was kind of out of nowhere um without much build or real explanation beyond just him putting up three fingers. So I ended up only going two and a quarter stars in this Jenny. I I thought it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. um, Two and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's hard when fucking Perry Saturn, who is being completely badass and jumping off the cage like 80 times, um, (laughs) gets you two and a half stars. But like, like you said, there's no story. Yeah. There, there was some story. I don't. I, maybe the cage wasn't what we needed. I don't know what. Maybe it was a different gimmick or something. I don't know. But or I don't know. I I, I can't tell you what it is that's disappointing about it. But it it is. I mean, I just like you said. Maybe we just are burned out on seeing these uh, right. main event matches and just these matches in general on this card. Um, Matt. Yeah, I uh, uh, this was very disappointing for me. Uh, I only went I only went two stars on this. And I, I think uh, you just mentioned it, Jenny. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we've seen like five other <laughs> matches of this type on this show. And by the time by the time you got to this, it's like, all right, we, we like going into it. You know, it's going to be one of these matches. And by the time we got to this on the show, I was just over it, to be honest. as hot as this feud has been for me. And as much as I wanted to see this match, I was just like, yeah, I, I know what this match is going to be. And uh, it turns out that's exactly what the match was weird. Um, I mean, there was some good 
stuff to it, like Saturn diving off the cage 85 times. Oh, but, that was so great. It, it was sloppy at points. A lot There was no, like, real flow to it. It was just real, like, weapon shots, all kind of, like, aimless brawling. And I feel like even the crowd, which was uh, pretty good all night, they were kind of cooked at this point. So I feel like even they <laughs> had seen enough of this type of match, which for an ECW crowd is uh, kind of saying something. But... Yeah, just very meh and kind of a downer way to uh, to end the show. The Shane Douglas match, like you, I was very confused by it. Like, all of a sudden, now there's a masked man coming out, and it's fucking Shane Douglas of all people. Like, uh, I'd like, I'm curious to see how they're going to explain that one away, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So, uh, yeah, just super disappointing and a, a real uh, bummer of a way to end the show. Two stars for me. Well, yeah, and as much as I've dug 96 and they're still red hot, like we are missing a little bit of that um, different flavors on the card that we had in 95, mm-hmm. where we would go from like a Benoit Guerrero or a Malenko. Like, you know, we'd, we'd mix in some pure wrestling bangers with the brawling. Um, and we still get that. But on this night, for whatever reason, it is like every match was pretty much just mm-hmm. like brawling bloody weapons and it was entertaining it's still a good show like i'm still gonna give it a good rating but right. it definitely felt like okay we could use a little variety in here and that's why rvd furnace to me was like super entertaining because they were different on the card you know mm-hmm. yep. all right let's do our awards then to wrap things up uh best match i went with taz dreamer i had furnace and rvd right behind it but uh, both are very good uh, Sandman and uh, Raven and Shane for me. Yeah, uh, I had uh, Dreamer, Taz, and Furnace RVD at three and a half, but I will give the nod to Dreamer and Taz. All right, worst match, I went with uh, Gordy and Lee. Oh yeah, easily for me. Um, well, I hate to do this, but I gave Mikey one star, so. <laughs> Um, wow, Gordy Lee to me was just more disappointing. Like not Mikey not more and, disappointing than Mikey. No. Not for you, I guess. But yeah. uh, as a match with some hype, it was. I mean, you could even argue the main event in a way, like because of how disappointing. It yeah, was. I th- I thought about it, but. Yeah. All right, best moment. I'm with the Taz Dreamer post match chaos. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Same for me. All right, most 90s Devon's slurs toward the fans. <laughs> and uh, New Jack had on a Snoop Dogg and Tupac shirt for that match. He so. sure did. Uh, again, for the second straight uh, super show, Devin Storm, just <laughs> Devin Storm in general. And <laughs> yes. also, uh, there was a guy in the crowd wearing a Rashawn Salam Bears jersey, so I felt the need to uh, mention that. Uh, all right, stock rising. Uh, I have a bunch here. Spicoli. Bubba Ray Dudley, Joel Gertner, who was great, Doug Furness, <laughs> RVD, Taz, and Saturn. Just a who's who of stars here. Um, yeah. I don't know who I would add to that. Did you say uh, Spicoli? Because I would add him, too. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Uh, stock falling, Storm, Kane. Uh, Boo. Brian Lee for sure, <laughs> and also Missy Hyatt, who's on her way yes. out. So we usually give the, the, the <laughs> those that are leaving usually get the stock down at the end. Um, 
are we going to add the gangsters or the limbs to that yet? I I thought about uh, not the eliminators yet, but I thought about it for the gangsters. Honestly, yeah. oh. I don't know. If stocks down. It's just like one match, and it's still it's still like delivered. You know, I mean, like it wasn't yeah. awful. It's just well, we were so high expectations that. What about Mikey? Uh, yeah, she said. You didn't like it, so I guess it's up to you. I was yeah. fine with the match. You don't think he's trending downward in general? I think he's just where he's been for a while. You know what I mean? Like that trend. I think he's been steady, steadily at this downtrend for a while. If that makes sense. Okay. Well, this is the match. Like, this then. to me wasn't any different than what we've already seen. No, know, yeah, him, it felt different to me. Yeah. Since fully left, this is pretty much where he's. I mean, he fought Paul Laurie on that one fucking show. Like, <laughs> outside <laughs> of the match with Sabu. Yeah, but outside of the Sabu match, he really hasn't done much. You know, with anyone. That's no way to talk about the European Junior Heavyweight Champion sure. or whatever. Whatever he is. My kid will have your fucking head. <laughs> all right. Uh, and final grade. So even with all our bitching on the show, <laughs> um, I still enjoyed it like quite a bit. Like I still had two great matches, some good stuff. Uh, the chaotic brawl was awesome. Some funny bits. So I went seven out of ten. Like it's still really good. It's just our Super Show line for like. ECWW has been like eight and higher a lot of times. So right. the seven feels like a letdown, but it's still, I didn't feel like angry that I watched it or anything. It was still an enjoyable, you know, few hours. Uh, yeah. I still liked it overall as well. Um, I'm going to do the seven out of 10, I think too. Uh, I, I will go a skosh lower. I'll go six and a half. Uh, weird to say that I'm disappointed by a show that I gave a six and a half, but yeah. <laughs> like, like, like you just said, I mean, the bar is set so fucking high, especially lately with these super mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm that uh, because they've been so fucking good like a six and a half does feel like a disappointment but yeah it's it by it's not a bad show by any stretch and it's a quick watch too i think the network version is like two hours long so Mm -hmm. it really goes by quick so yeah all right well there you go so we'll be back in two weeks checking out uh, the next three episodes of ecw television so we look forward to that and, of course, look forward to everything that we deliver here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. Tons of great content coming at you each and every day, whether it's evergreen, old-school wrestling, whether it's a look at some of the current product, whether it's pop culture, whether it's sports. We deliver to you uh, as much consistent quality audio as we can. Jenny, anything you want to plug? Yeah, uh, for my wrestling content, uh, I have a couple of shows on other networks. Uh, the Place to Be Wrestling feed has PTB, NXT, and Talk at WCW, which should both have pretty new episodes uh, by now. And then right here on North South, along with this show, I do TNA Never Dies uh, with JT and Aaron. Uh, love that show. Listen to it. My own podcast feed uh, has no wrestling content, but other fun stuff, too. Uh, the newest, um, you heard about Pluto. And Freak Out Drive-In and Talk and Pop should all be available for your ear holes. So listen to those and uh, follow me on Twitter at Janet Position. Matt? You can find me over on the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed on every other episode of Highway to the Impact Zone. Definitely check that out. I'm also on YouTube Roulette where we uh, basically just pick a grab bag of matches from YouTube and live watch those. That shows a ton of fun to do. I was also on an episode of uh, Wrestling's Chicken Salad, where we watched uh, Super Brawl 2000 and uh, discussed that show. Boy, that is a show. Uh, so definitely, uh, definitely give that a listen. 
And uh, over on the Pop Feed, you can find me usually on every episode of Popcorn Chicken Salad. And you can check out my show, which is uh, Piece of the Action, which is an action movie live watch podcast. And uh, any other show I do, I usually share them, like them, and uh, retweet them. And you can find me on that Twitter machine, at msusan1991. All right. Everyone stay extreme. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Take care.